0: Welcome in, folks. Welcome back to Broncos Europe. A uh, kickoff week column, night two. Uh, our first big guest of the week, column Zach Stevens from DNVR. Our friends over at DNVR, Zach, you're more than welcome on. And we're saying just off camera, thank God football's back this week. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, so pumped it's back.
0: Oh man, it's been uh, it's been a crazy, crazy few months, and just things that went up and down and around. And thank, thank goodness we have football on monday night for zach but guys 2 a.m for us uh, 3 a.m for us actually if only it was 2 a.m Colin, if only it uh, was
2: 2 a.m it's, al- <laughs> it's almost a full hour and a half later than that 3:20. by the time the game finishes Zach, we will honestly there'll be enough time to shower and get out the door to go to work
1: that that is incredible <laughs> so did you, do you guys sleep before because i actually i studied abroad in prague uh, about 10 oh. years ago and so I had this experience as well it was when Peyton was here so tons of primetime games so I think I would try to sleep before wake up at you know 3 a.m and then that just starts my day.
0: That's the plan yeah. so far so I'm thinking I'm a teacher so in dinner seven o'clock bed up at two <laughs> we're gonna go live at 2 30 and then the games of three twenty. 20 will that happen probably not Zach I know we're, we're, we're gonna talk about the Broncos but Colin the last place i went to out of the country before lockdown prague incredible ah, city. So, yes yeah. yeah,
1: so much fun
0: <laughs> here a uh, column it seems like only yesterday i was sitting on my phone in my living room it was the very end of the year and zach stevens mace and ryan koningsberg were in a little room in mile high doing like a live show after the final game and i'm like i can't believe it's like Nine months of the season starts, and obviously, you guys were talking about London, you were talking about the draft, and here 2020 just went and absolutely annihilated the zach
1: Yeah, seriously. Oh my gosh, I wish I wish we were coming over there, guys, for a game this year. Instead, of course, that game's gonna be in Atlanta. But it is just crazy how far last year seems, not only because of just how crazy 2020's been, but also, how many changes there are with this Broncos squad? It really seems like it's like a, a decade ago that the, that the team was last playing. Yeah,
2: yeah it, it, it really does. And as you said, there have been so many changes. And I suppose the last time we talked to you, Zach, we were kind of basking in the afterglow of that draft and the Jerry Judy pick and um, all the excitement around the the offense. And you, you have studied the Broncos o- over the, the summer in that, that strange training camp environment without preseason games. Um, were there any, I suppose, surprises for, for you in terms of um, guys who may made the roster or guys who really t- took a, a step forward um, during camp?
1: Yeah, well, I would say the guy you mentioned, Jerry Judy. Now, I had extremely high expectations for him coming into camp. But in the first five days of camp, you have veterans and pro bowlers like A.J. Boye and Kareem Jackson saying just how good this guy is, that they've never seen someone run routes like Jerry Judy does. So I I was blown away with that. And then when you watch him, he doesn't look like a rookie, guys. He he does look like a first-round pick that is well-developed in the league. And again, I had high expectations for him and he's blown that out of the water. A little surprised that he's listed as a co-starter with Tim Patrick. I think when push comes to shove, it's Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy on the field. So I'm not trying to get tricked there by the Broncos releasing that in the depth chart. Um, it, but, uh, other guys that, that stood out saying Bassey kind of the opposite of Jerry Judy, not a first round pick an undrafted guy and waits till the final honestly three days of training camp to do something and he's given an opportunity Vic Fangio says I want to see if he's going to pee his pants playing with the first three, <laughs> first team defense he does it he looks good then he makes the roster ahead of Devonte Bosby that was the biggest surprise to me uh on cut day was was choosing an undrafted rookie over a say or over uh Devante Bosby but uh saying really a development project and Vic Fangio really likes him because he said he reminds him of Bryce Callahan when Bryce Callahan was a rookie, and now Bryce Callahan's a $7 million player.
0: And it's just finding that gem as well, isn't it? And hopefully, Bassi can have that season that we all want and hope. Colin, might pick Jerry Judy in our draft about an ago, so let's see what happens there. <laughs> uh, Zach, you must be as delighted as we are with Jake Butt finally getting this chance to properly maybe show what he can do, and he seems to be in really good uh, condition as well going into the season.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and he had no setbacks this entire year, and that is so, so important because obviously a little setback that he had last training camp turned into him missing the entire season, and Jake couldn't afford a little setback, a big setback. He couldn't afford anything right now. He didn't, and guys, it to me, when he was still healthy come Thursday and Friday of last week, he had to be making the roster because the Broncos didn't invest multiple years of him not doing anything for them to then just cut him. So they have high expectations for him. And it's crazy looking at the tight end room this year, because what has a tight end room been for many, many, many years in Denver? It's been, oh my gosh, is there even one guy on this roster that you want on the field? And now it's, it's honestly, they have an embarrassment of riches. And that is a fantastic problem to have and all these guys are young. Even Nick Vanette is a guy when you look at him on paper and and you think that he's a blocking tight end. Well, he's the best blocking tight end the Broncos have, but he's also a sneaky, I, I don't necessarily want to call him a weapon, but he's sneaky good as a receiver. That's one guy that I was really surprised at in training camp. Watching him run around, I had to look down and say, "Who is this really Nick Vanette running around out here? And you know, double-check the number, and, and it was. So you're going to see Nick Vanette not make tons of plays, but you're going to see him because the defense is not going to be giving him attention. They can't afford to when you have two Pro Bowl running backs, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant on the other side of him. And then you have Jake Butt to come on is a legitimate receiving weapon at the, at the tight end position. And guys, Albert o, Albert o, don't sleep on him. With Jake Butt making the team, I'm not sure how much Albert o is going to play this year. But he's going to be uh, quite the development in a very exciting way years down the line.
2: Yeah, it's there's an awful lot to, to be excited about uh, in terms of our offense. But I guess one of the the questions, and I I, I will couch this by saying Vic Fangio, we, we would have a saying here um, that he could make a purse out of a sow's ear. I mean, he can make magic happen. <laughs> but when you look at the depth chart at ilb there's no doubting that like alexander johnson is an absolutely phenomenal player and, and i think he will really come into his own as as a leader and as, as a player but alongside him it's 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 a case of guys really needing to step up and we've now seen baron who um you know uh, has a hamstring injury and is very questionable are there concerns there, Zach? Should should we should we be worried about that position?
1: Yeah, I think so. When you move on from Todd Davis, a multi-year starter, uh, really the centerpiece of your defense in terms of being in the center, calling the plays for many years. When you move on from him and hand it over to Josie Jewell, Josie Jewell is a good backup. And I think everyone will agree on that. And then anything else, it seems like a stretch because – he hasn't proved to be that type of guy, but apparently Vic Fangio and the Broncos saw enough of him to move on from Todd Davis. And to me, where the biggest question mark comes with, with the inside linebackers is who's going to call the plays because one week ago you had Vic Fangio say that he wasn't hundred percent confident that Alexander Johnson can do it. And so it's saying, okay, well you got Todd Davis. You don't have to worry about Alexander Johnson doing it. And then they say, no, we're going to move on from Todd Davis. So Uh, it, that's really the, the mental part of the inside linebacker position is something that I'm keeping my biggest eye on. Now, what they do have in their favor there is you have Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson who can very much take that role behind them. And I would imagine you would use those two guys and lean on those two guys. And in terms of play, how much you lose with Todd Davis uh, to Josie Jewell and Mark Barron, I think that combination you can make up for it pretty well. But like you you said, Colin, you don't have Mark Mark Barron now. He's highly questionable for week one. He was a guy that got hurt just a couple of days after you signed him. You wonder how long with the hamstring that's going to be. Uh, And you do have Joseph Jones back there, but that really looks like he was kept on the team for special teams purposes. So you're just really going to rely on being a nickel a, a, a lot. You were already relying on that, but now you're just really going to rely on that and just have Alexander Johnson on the field.
0: And time will tell hopefully thank, thank god we've got such a good offense in terms of the youth and all that there so i'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it on monday night or well, tuesday morning football over here i don't want to keep talking about that zach obviously a big 24 48 hours in colorado we were joking uh with our guest previous that uh the weather actually made the headlines over here and um, so a lot of people are talking about it. it was on the bbc news but not just that obviously uh Jaropolis and. It's a Britney Bolin. Sorry, it, had had a press conference there, and they're letting in five thousand odd fans. Um, I'm delighted, to call them that my cardboard cutout's gonna stay for now. <laughs> Hopefully that happens. Uh, Zach, are, are, are you allowed in on Monday, or are, are you going in, or yep. the guys gonna wait a week? Three, yeah,
1: yeah, I'll I'll be there, thankfully, and yeah, like you said, along with uh five thousand seven hundred uh fans as well, and it's just crazy how much smaller of a number that is than other stadiums. I think the chiefs are letting in something like 22,000 fans or 22%. I think there's like five other teams that have are are allowing 20 something percent. The 5,700 is only seven and a half percent of the stadium, but it's better than nothing. And I appreciate the way the Broncos are doing it being what while they're opening it up to fans. They're being as safe as possible. Uh, And How much of a difference is 5,700 fans going to make? Probably not much over the 70-decibel fan noise that they'll have going. But it is cool that starting week three, there's at least going to be some fans in the stands, including your cutout.
0: Yes, indeed, and column. If we're allowed into the country, the way it's going, we have a chance of getting in, even at a massively inflated price by Christmas. Yeah, that's the hope.
2: <laughs> that, that's the hope, uh, certainly. Um, and uh, you know, it'll it'll be good that we have fans in the stadium to to see uh Von Miller dominate Tom Brady again. So that 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 will be that will be good. Zach, I'm one of the things that um if we move away from the on-field action for for a second but it's going back probably a couple of years um but this like one of my favorite probably press conference moments was when domita peco did his impersonation of philip Lindsay. i don't (laughs) know if you remember that It it was absolutely hilarious yeah um now with with the players i suppose it being on zoom but like People having kind of maybe more access to that. Are there any characters in in the roster that you think uh, could be uh, highly entertaining uh, on uh, press conferences or on Zoom calls this year?
1: You know what? I think one of the guys you mentioned, Philip Lindsay, I, I think he he is just such a ball of energy. And when we talked to him last week, guys, he was ready to run through a brick wall. And we're talking like 20 days before the start of the season, man. If we get him right after a Broncos win, maybe on Monday night, maybe it's 2:30 a.m. Once the time the game ends, Denver time. <laughs> he, he's just so much fun to talk to. Uh, that that's a, that's a good question though. It, Von Miller's always great, and especially with with him taking this new role this year, I think he's really going to show himself even more. But man, you're you're right. With Domitao Pecco, when he uh, imitated Phil and said like a Hi, I'm Philip Lindsay from Colorado, born and raised. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the the Zoom calls have just been not not weird, but like you almost feel like like there was one I think we tweeted out called and like Drew Locke was sitting looking like out there, like look, as if he's looking at you and stuff. It's just been it's been funny, Zach, over the last few months. Hopefully <laughs> Zach we're 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 yeah. Hopefully, we're on the Zoom calls at some point, Colin, for a laugh. Hi, yeah, Mike. Yeah, so um, I don't know what's going to happen there. Here, Zach, is—is is there any like I know there's obviously current restrictions and stuff. But is there any plans for the DMVR bar, even at the start of the season? That was, I was because that, that's why I was asking if you guys were going to be in the stadium because I presumed if not, it would be like an even bigger party in the bar, wouldn't it? If if you guys weren't yeah. in the stadium.
1: Yeah, and th- there is still going to be a little party at the bar. I believe Ryan is going to be at the bar, and I and we're we're at like fifty percent capacity right now, so it is social distancing and masks. But it it's a little party going on there, and I mean, boy, it's been quite the time in Colorado sports, as you guys know, with uh, the the Nuggets, the Rockies are up oh, and down, and, and and the Avs had their stretch. But it's been, I mean, the DNVR bar, as much as it can be popping during COVID, it's been popping.
0: Uh, It's going to go next level, obviously, lads, with the Broncos getting back the crown next week. I guess the Nuggets are still in and around, but with the Broncos on Monday night, actually, Zach, I think that could be game seven as well for the Nuggets if it goes that far, or game six. So that could be an interesting night in the bar. uh, Yes, yes, it definitely would be.
2: Zach, I, I suppose we we've talked about gay, game one and look, we, we've mentioned a little bit about like um, Brady and uh, all of that coming, that circus coming into town Um, outside of those two games. Are there anything, any in particular that you're looking forward to um, on the schedule in the weeks and months ahead?
1: Yeah, I think the Saints at home is going to be a very interesting game. Right now, I have to imagine if there were lines out for that game, the Broncos would be heavy underdogs, even though it's at home. But I want to see how it shapes up because it could actually be a sneaky good game. And there's always a, a game on the schedule, at least typically. There's a game on the schedule that you're supposed to win and you lose. And there's always a game on the schedule that you're not supposed to win that you do win and right now i have that pegged is the one you're not supposed to win that you do win going against Drew Brees a uh, future hall of fame quarterback Emmanuel Sanders back in town that, that that one's going to be fun it could be i believe it's in november and that could be a little high scoring game in denver
0: and there's like, seriously, I know it's silly saying it now, but when you actually sit back again and look at that schedule, there's some absolute clangers of games there. Like, seriously, I, and I know, Colin, you said it as well. Like that game that you're talking about, Zach, the one that you, you shouldn't really win, but you do. I know Colin thinks that that's going to be Arrowhead, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we're oh. getting, we're getting, a, it's overdue.
2: <laughs> we're getting a win in Arrowhead this this year. We are shocking the world.
1: Oh man, that would be the biggest win you, you could get
0: say no more in that sense here guys obviously the game uh for us tuesday morning 3 20 a.m that's on the new sky sports nfl channel or on game pass at 4 20 a.m in europe oh my god 8 20 a.m or 8, 8 20 p.m sorry in denver the NVR bar as well of course zach just finally man over the last few months you've obviously you know, we, we've seen the draft you've been to you've been to dove valley uh, and you've obviously watched at, at a distance as well and um, I think I asked you this before what do you think as of right now would constitute a, a very good season for the Broncos I know playoffs is one thing but for me I think and maybe Call me said as well you, you, we, we, we definitely want to see more points mm-hmm. yeah absolutely
1: I mean just the offense has been brutal to watch the last many years since Peyton left and really even before Peyton left it in 2015. But when you win a super bowl, you forgive a lot of things, but yeah, I mean, you, you gotta see more points. You, you have drew lock took a step uh, with the Broncos offense last year to get him around 21 points per game. He needs to take that, uh, that next step and get them to around 24 points per game. That would be huge. And if you have an average offense to complement what should be at least a top five defense, Then you're talking playoffs that that's the playoff formula for this team. And you have to realize with this offense, they may score 35 points one week and turn around and score 13. And you got to live with that. You have to live with that. And you just hope that the four games where the offense scores less than 17 points that the defense can win one or two of those uh, on their own, then you're going to drop the other two. Uh, you're not expecting a 13 and three team this year. I'm expecting nine and seven team, but I think that'll be good enough to make the playoffs in that final spot. And if you are, if you're above 500, you have to be thrilled with the way this season went. And so nine and seven would be that. Uh, and you know the the, pr- the natural progression with this team as they were five and five and eleven. Six and ten, seven and nine. So the natural progression would be eight and eight. So if they jump that by one game and they go nine and seven, I I I think you you have to be very happy with that.
0: Zach, I love you said that because we had this from last night's chat right here. Columns already laughing. Here is us in April. I said nine and seven, Column said ten and six. Look at Ryan Green eight and eight.
2: Eight and eight.
0: But I I had us like losing loads of games, and we won like the last five, a bit like this year. So say no more here, guys. uh, if you haven't checked out Zach and, and the team at DMVR, you can do so at the the DMVR.com. Also, some poppin' merch. I don't mean to go all double aventure with Nuggets Europe Serbia here, but I have this sitting here. Uh, the Sombor Shuffle t shirts, Zach. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to get one of these.
1: Oh the man, series. oh man, they're so good.
0: We had Eric on last night. Uh, yeah, like it was. Sorry, it was before the last game, and he's here. Great guy, really, really good fun. But some some of his designs are fantastic. So check out dnvr.com and obviously with the season starting some really good content from yourself Zach uh, and Mace and Ryan but Zach we wish you all the very best of luck this year obviously feel free to take a selfie with our cardboard cutouts at any point. And, uh, <laughs> Absolutely and <send> <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm going to have to give you guys some love <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hopefully we'll, we will catch you in the bar around Christmas but for now man f- thanks a million enjoy the game Monday nights, and yeah chat soon. Oh thanks so much for having me on guys love talking with you
2: Cheers Zach your gentleman